This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green is live in Ingalls studio. Happy Friday, everybody. And football is here. The NFL kicked off last night. We got all your picks today, Jeremy. You got you got you got two gambling segments again today? I do. Yeah. That sixth underdog was hard to find, so we had to uh it was a deep dive, but I found one. A double green on green on your way today. Also with it being the first week of the NFL season, we will have at four o'clock Asheville Police Chief David Zach joining us in studio to talk about uh this week's games. We'll all make our picks. We've decided that uh, I need to join the fun this year, so we're not just going to have you and the chief pick, and I'm going to pick against you guys as well. And and then, you know, it's just an exercise to show everybody how bad I am at picking games. Um, so I appreciate, uh, you know, you guys include me in your little game. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't lose well, and I lost last year. I am yep. not losing again. You get you're guaranteeing victory. I you're pulling am Joe, the Joe Namath. Willie Namath guaranteeing victory. <laughs> Says he will not lose again this year to the Chief. We will uh, we'll keep track throughout the entire season and we'll just see who comes out on top. Uh I guarantee you it's not gonna be me. Welcome into the program. Be sure to check us out at the thesportsocracy.com. We've got a whole lot of cool things planned for football season this year, so go to thesportsocracy.com. Get registered for all of our fun games. We've got the uh, competition for a cause best ball leagues. We've got uh, weekly DFS contests. Uh, proceeds from both of those contests going to Eblen Charities St. Nicholas Project. We'll be uh, presenting them a Hopefully a huge check at some point uh, before Christmas rolls around. Um, yeah, we've got all the things. Uh, the YouTube show links are up there. It's just it's just a whole lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff going on in football season, and of course, we are your one stop shop for all of your fantasy plays, your betting picks, uh, stardom, sitem, all that stuff throughout the uh, throughout the football season. Of course, the first hour of this here program. Brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Last night, Dallas Cowboys and my reigning and defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They put on quite the show last night. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, the referees are going to miss calls every now and then. Sometimes they go your way. Sometimes they don't. It really, really helps when you have Tom Brady on your team, though. Yeah, I mean, check's clear. What's up? <laughs> Every year, somehow Tom Brady gets that call where the wide receiver extends the full forearm shiver, and it's not offensive pass interference. That was my response last night. I got a ton of messages on Twitter, and my response was, are you surprised? Are you honestly surprised? Mm -hmm. We've been doing this for 22 years. Here's the thing. My biggest takeaway, I don't want to talk about the officials. I want to talk about what happened on the field. Yeah. Those two teams have a problem. Either they're the two best run defenses in the NFL, or neither one of them can run the ball to save their lives. 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's the latter. I just think that, that I do was, with one and not the other. I think that was just the the game script of last night was to see let's let let's see who can put up the most points. Who can who who's got the better quarterback? Is it Tom Brady or is it Dak Prescott? Well, Dak Prescott looked good. He was obviously given a lot of latitude to the line. He was making a lot of calls, a lot of audibles. It was very, very clear that Dallas Cowboy offensive coordinator Kellen Moore has turned over the reins completely to Dak Prescott. He has free reign to do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And he's currently on pace to throw the ball 9,000 times. (laughs) He only threw it 58 times last night. And the bad thing is that's not a sustainable model Mm -hmm. for Dallas. And I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen again. But Ezekiel Elliott didn't look good at all. Come on, best shape of his life. We heard all the hype in the offseason of how how Ezekiel Elliott looked and how he was going to perform this year. He was going up against the number one run defense in the NFL. So I, I think that had a bit to do with the game script of, you know what, that secondary's not good, let's... Let's not run Zeke straight into the brick wall and risk injury. Let's, you know, let's sling it. And they did. The thing that would be unsettling to me if I was a Cowboys fan is how they absolutely just got away from that. Mm -hmm. You were talking about game script. I got news for you. There's not a game script in the history of time that you're going to run 76 plays and 18 of them be uh, runs. And three of those weren't designed runs. Right. You never come into a week and go... We're going to throw four out of every five plays. That's a great idea. And it's a little unsettling to me that that's how that went. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, if I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm looking at the defense going, well, that's much better than I remember it being. No doubt. Micah Parsons is very good. Mm -hmm. The, the, and I had heard that they were going to do some of this. I did not quite realize that it was going to be the level that it was last night that you're going to have Jalon Smith and Micah Parsons playing together and Keanu Neal and Leighton Vanderash playing together. That is a... I don't have another word other than weird. That is a weird thing to do, to have two complete different tandems of linebackers that come in. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen all season long. I think eventually you will see more of a rotation where Keanu Neal comes in on passing downs, Leighton Vanderash is in on rushing downs, and you see more of a 4-3 alignment. Mm-hmm. Last night, they wound up with DeMarcus Lawrence on Rob Gronkowski. I promise you, that was not the way that was supposed to go. <laughs> uh, it didn't work out in their favor uh, by any means with uh, Rob Gronkowski. I, I mean, it was it was the Rob Gronkowski-Antonio Brown-Chris Godwin show. Mike Evans got locked down... Um, that's another thing that should be encouraging for the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs did a good job on Mike Evans. Trayvon Diggs is a really good corner. I don't think that they... I mean, I don't think that's lost on anybody. And I don't think there are too many people that are surprised by what happened. I mean, I did kind of forecast that for you. Now, granted, when I was talking about Chris Godwin should be uh, on your radar, that Antonio Brown should be on your radar... I was talking more for a season-long kind of a view, but last night I think it, it played out kind of how I expected it to. Like like Mike Evans is going to have his games where he just goes crazy because he's what six foot five and just unbelievable and can jump out the building to get the you know to to high point the ball. 
last night you saw some guys get away, and I'm telling you, Antonio Brown, to me, he still looks like he's got the moves of an all-pro receiver. I'm not saying he's going to be one. I'm just saying some of those hesitation moves that he was putting on that secondary were pretty, uh, pretty, you know, pretty impressive. Well, the one in Tampa is still Mike Evans. That's not debatable. No doubt. There's no doubt about that. But he's always going to get the coverage. You're not going to see. Oh, I don't know. See, that's and and it's. I'm, I'm glad you said that mm-hmm. because I'm not so sure that's how that's going to go. Looking at the way Tampa played last night, they're borderline unbeatable. Yes, I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated because they're not. No. Here's the other thing I will say. I've spent the first 10 minutes talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Well, now on to your Buccaneers. Okay. That model is not sustainable. If Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are that bad, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because there are other teams in the NFC, including the team you played last night. If you're telling me you're going to go into every game with a 44-year-old quarterback with the intention that I'm going to shoot out with you, it will not end well. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched this. I saw this with my own two eyes with my own team. We did this with Brett Favre. Dynamics were a lot like this. We didn't run the ball well. We didn't run the ball often. And Brett was given the complete autonomy to do whatever he wanted to. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the year, his arm fell off. That's that's a lot of what I saw last night. Yeah, is in the run game. I saw nothing. Mm -hmm. The line didn't look good. The where I thought Tampa Bay was going to make their hay was in between the guards because the interior of that Dallas defense is not that great. The linebackers made up for some of that. But there wasn't good push there. There was there was a lot of things to go. That's not good. Mm-hmm. And then you lose Sean lose Sean Murphy Bunting to a gnarly injury. That's about the only way I can put it. Right. Allegedly, that's not season ending. I'm not really sure how that's possible based mm-hmm. on what I saw. But there's just there are things with Tampa Bay that you know. This is kind of what I was trying to tell you is <laughs> that secondary played really well in the playoffs. Right. It's not that good. No. It, it is not that good. Uh, the guys, like I said, last the, the, the downslide of the season last year played beautifully. Played out of their minds better than they actually are. And I think that was part of the, I think that was part of the deal, was that Tampa knew that Dallas is going to be able to throw on them whenever and, and however they want to. And they did. And they said, we've got to match it. And when Bruce Arians sees a challenge in the passing game, he goes, ha, <laughs> I got guys that can do that too. And I think that's what you saw last night. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, no, I do not want my 45-year-old quarterback throwing 50 times in a game. It's, it, it's not a good recipe for, extend, for um, prolonged success. However, when you do get in those games with shootout teams, it's glad to know that you have that in your back pocket, that you can do that. Because, you know, as you go down the, the rest of the, of the season here, I don't know that you're going to have too many of those games. Well, you're not going to have a lot of shootouts. The thing that would make me nervous is that you didn't get, you didn't get pressure on the quarterback. And that was surprising. There were a lot of unforced errors. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly how the stat went, but you were the first team in NFL history to lose the turnover battle by three or more, mm-hmm. give up 450 yards, mm-hmm. and have 100 yards of penalties and still win. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive that you can do that and still win. My takeaway from last night, Dallas is better than we thought they were, of which I had them win the division. So, they, And I'll be honest, they were better than I thought they were going to be. I knew the defense would be improved. Mm-hmm. The back half still has problems. The good thing is that you're in a division with Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. That's not Tom Brady. 
I walked away from last night saying Tampa Bay is not the runaway. They are not the runaway, no doubt, best team in the NFC. Mm-mm. And the Dallas Cowboys are, in my opinion, no doubt the best team in the NFC East. I would agree with all of that, except for I think the in certain aspects, the Dallas Cowboys were better than I thought they were. Um, I thought that they would have a better running game, that Ezekiel Elliott would be able to do more, and I think he is going to be able to do that going further into the season. But I would say in that respect, they're worse than I thought they were. Dak is far better than I thought he would be. I think Dak's better than anybody could have planned yeah, on him. Being. I would have thought that there would have been some kind of hesitancy, some kind of you know latency in his game, but it looked like he just picked up right where he left off 11 months ago when he had that horrific injury. Well, and that's kind of what I was trying to tell you is that it was an and I heard uh, Chris Collinsworth say this last night, and for me to agree with Chris Collinsworth, you know it had to be a real good point. Mm-hmm. It was an ankle injury. This wasn't a knee. This was not a thing that you had to really worry about re-injuring. And I thought a lot of people in the offseason were making much ado about nothing because this is not something that is... The, the, the way I heard it put from Stefania Bell, there is no bigger risk to that ankle right now than there was a year ago. Mm-hmm. There's no difference just because it has been injured does not make it more likely to happen again. That being said, somebody that hasn't been mobile for that long... As soon as he took off, I went, uh, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to see. Yeah. And I think both teams have a lot to be happy about. Both mm-hmm. teams have things to work on. Mm-hmm. And above all else, it's back. It is we're, back. We're doing stuff again. <laughs> 31 to 29 was the final score. The, uh, the, the, the field goal that uh, put the nail in the coffin for the Dallas Cowboys coming with just two seconds left on the clock. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers walk away with a season-opening victory, which it would have been just the massive letdown of all letdowns to come out and lose that game. I don't care how good Dak Prescott looked. To me, you can't lose that game. And I could make the argument that you should have. You should have lost it? Yeah. Why? You gave up that much yardage. You were that ragged penalty-wise. Oh, you're you saying... You did everything to lose this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see oh, what now, you're saying. Well, and your argument of, well, we don't know what would have happened with the OPI. Uh, stop that. Just acknowledge that you were gifted a call yes, and we move were. on. Yes, there, we there, were. There's no other... I've heard a lot of Bucks fans, well, what about that face mask in the second? I don't care. <laughs> you're, you're rehashing a penalty from right. the second quarter trying to tell me that's equivalent to something that happened with 24 seconds to go. Let me ask you this, though. Did you not know? Did you not know that was how that game was going to end? When, when, when Dallas scored the field goal with a minute and 24 left on the clock, did you not have that moment where you went, well, this is over? No, I don't, I, do, I don't do that with anybody, and it's stupid to do that, if you want me to be really honest. This is a guy who's in my division for 20-some-odd mm-hmm. years. Has he done it a lot? Yes. Is it just every time he steps on the field, which is what has been made out to be today? No. Now, you remember the playoff game where, oh, they did the same thing, and he got the ball to four and immediately threw an interception. Yeah. He's not infallible. No, he's not infallible. But in big moments like this, he comes up much more than other people. Yeah, he I comes agree with that. More, more in terms of, did I know that was what was going to happen? No. No. Now, did I, did I sit there and go, man, I wish you hadn't left that much time on the clock? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Okay. At least there was that. Because when there was a minute 24 left on the clock, I went, well, that's, that's enough time. 
That's enough time for Tom Brady. After And Carolina Panther fans, I know you're with me on this. After what happened in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots years ago, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you leave that kind of time on the clock, you know, and, I, and I, it's not just Tom Brady. Like, I always said the same thing about Drew Brees. You give Drew Brees that much time, he's get, the great ones are going to be able to come up with a big play more often than not down the stretch. College football is tomorrow. And we've got several games that you should be checking out tomorrow. We'll talk about uh, what's coming up on the college slate next right here on ESPN. Asheville, you're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You're in the Sports Tank. I up, son. I up. ESPN, Asheville, Tank Spencer, and Jeremy Green with you. It is college football week two. Uh, NFL kicked off last night with the opener. College football... We got some big games in the top 25 this weekend. Now, obviously not as big as last week. Still having the, uh, still got the hangover from that uh, big Georgia-Clemson game last week. I don't know that we're going to see another game like that this week that has that much implication, that has that much fanfare, build-up, whatever. If there's one that's close... Iowa State-Iowa. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. It's Iowa State and Iowa. Of course, coming up uh, in the pick segment in Green on Green. Uh, end of both hours today, he will have all of your picks. 12 picks once again and six underdogs coming up at the end of the program. You said seven, Earl. You found seven? Seven of them. Wow. Seven hours of it. Oh, I can't wait. to. Uh, I just want to listen to that on repeat. <laughs> Seven underdogs coming up at the end of the program today. All right, um, Iowa Iowa State has to be the highlight game of the uh, uh, of the week. Now, last week Iowa State didn't look like the college football playoff threat that Jeremy, you've said they're going to be. And this is what people do every year in college football: you see yep. one game and yep. you overreact. Yep. They slept walk through that game because they thought they could show up and hang half a hundy on them. Yep. Where's this game at? Iowa State. Ames. Ames. Uh, yeah, in Ames, City. Iowa. Yeah. Sorry. It, I was in Iowa City and I heard that and I went, no, huh? That's not the right place. <laughs> it's somewhere in the state of Iowa. That's going to be the big takeaway as we do the gambling segments today. I feel like people are overreacting to what happened last week. Mm-hmm. You're seeing things and going, oh, this. College football is not the transitive property. Just because A happened and B happened does not mean C is happening. Right. And there's a lot of overcorrection, a lot of things that are happening. I think there's a series of good games on this slate this week. Mm -hmm. Iowa-Iowa State is just one of them. Uh, But you, what's the deal with uh, Charlie Kohler? Charlie Kohler didn't play last week for Iowa State. Has has there been an update on whether or not he's going to be on the field? Because I think he is a huge portion of that Iowa State attack. I have heard nothing. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. We have no idea if uh, Charlie Kohler is going to be playing uh, this week. But big rivalry game. Iowa looked good last week. I think everybody is uh they they everybody may be overreacting. But I don't know. I think I think you're underselling Iowa 
I'm not saying they're a great team. I'm not saying they're like a top five team in the country or anywhere close to it. Here's the thing. If you took the, if you took the Northern Iowa game out of it, what would you be saying about this? I get the better coach, I get the better quarterback, and I'm at home. Yep. Cakewalk, right? You would easy. Think. That's an easy pick. And yet, because you saw a Northern Iowa team that, by the way, is not bad. Mm-hmm. I understand they're lower-level college football. They're a good lower-level college football team. Mm-hmm. And this is what everybody seems to be forgetting. Iowa State does this. Why that happens, I don't know. But for whatever reason, every year that first game of the season, Iowa State comes out and lays, lays an egg. Right. Who was it they lost to last year? Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana, that's right. Now, granted, not a bad team, but right. not a team Iowa State should have lost to. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, Char- uh, Matt, Matt Campbell is one of those coaches that can just adjust to things. Mm-hmm. And now he's got 60 minutes of tape to look at. Granted, it's against a smaller opponent, but he saw what he did poorly. Didn't have Charlie Kohler last week. I th- Everything I can tell is he's going to have him this week. Okay. It was a lower body injury. Right. But they don't have to say anything, so they haven't. Right. That's one of the infuriating things about college football compared to the NFL. Mm-hmm. They don't have to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I think it's going to be very, very close. I don't think Iowa State's going to come out and boat race them by any stretch. But you do? You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a boat race. Right. I think it's going to be, I think you're going to see the second week of the season, you're going to see some of the cream rise to the top. What people are underestimating is how different it was to, to be in stadiums with crowds, having to deal with noise, having to do adjustments. And some of these teams, it was very obvious to me that they underestimated that. I'm picking a slew of those teams. Yeah. Now, conversely, if you looked just really solid last week, everything was clicking on all cylinders, that pretty much tells me that's who you are. Yeah. Minus one team. There's one team that I think there was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Okay. Are you not going to tell us who that is? No. No. No, of course I'm not. (laughs) I guess we'll find out in green on green. Um also, this weekend, you got another top 25 matchup, Big Ten versus the Pac-12. It's, it's been highly touted all week long because of the rankings. You look at number three against number 12, this should be a great game. The problem is, uh, at number 12, Oregon, is going to be missing their number one player, Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think... Were he playing, it would it would sway me on how I feel about this game. Well, it's not definitive that he's not playing. It's not he's not expected he's not to. expected to play, right? And if he's not expected to, I'm gonna I'm erring on the side of he's probably not going to play. I mean, there were there there was a period where we were, where we were holding our breath last week, thinking this could be a serious injury. Hope Grant, from what we know, it was not a serious Angle's injury. Point. Yeah, and he could be uh, he could be back this week. May not be. Number three, Ohio State is at home for this one. Columbus is going to be rocking, and I, I and I do believe they win big. If it wasn't for the game with Minnesota, we would all be saying Ohio State may hang half a hundred on Oregon. Probably, yeah. There you go. I mean, they struggled on the road at Minnesota last week. That's a very veteran team. Ohio State still trying to figure things out with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. I, I, 
Are you concerned that C.J. Stroud can't stretch the field? No. Okay. They didn't do a whole lot of that last week. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, if, if that's a window of view into the things to come for them. Because he was really accurate on his shorter passes. Down the field, he did not do well. Here's what I saw of C.J. Stroud. I saw a 19-year-old kid that needs some time to develop. He was in a really loud environment in a place that I told you was not real fun to play. Because it's in Minnesota in September. That's not something anybody's rushing out to do. Now, you tell me now he's going to be in the confines of home. You've had a week to kind of work on things, tinker the offense. Yeah, I would say you're probably going to see something slightly different. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. We don't talk a whole lot of baseball on this program. It's football season. I get it. Football dominates everything. But when somebody does something really weird in baseball, we're going to talk about it. Um, and I, ex-Major League Baseball player Mike Montgomery, the guy who got the last out for the Chicago Cubs in their World Series a few years back, um, he's now playing in the KBO. Oh, yeah, you remember the Korean baseball organization that was the only baseball that we had to watch for a while, and there was a time in my life where I woke up at 3 a.m. so I could watch KBO baseball because it was the only thing going on. Um, Mike Montgomery, he's probably not going to be in the KBO much longer because he got irritated with an umpire in his game, and he's pitching for the Samsung Lions now. And he got irritated with the umpire because the umpire warned him about something that Major League Baseball, I think, should very well institute. The 12-second pitch clock. They have the 12-second pitch clock, and apparently he was taking too long, and he was warned about it, and he got real ticked off. I mean, to the point where he charged after the umpire. His teammates had to hold him back, and the only thing that he could find to throw was the rosin bag. And he threw the rosin bag at the umpire. Which should not be shocking because this is what baseball players do. They throw things at each other when they get angry. Well, he threw one at the umpire. And as we all know, you can't do that. I think back to uh, uh, Elijah Dukes. A few years back when he threw his bat at an umpire. Not a good thing. I'm pretty sure the KBO is going to kick him out of the league for this. Uh, and there are a lot of KBO fans that are upset because that means they got to bring in somebody new. And if they bring in somebody new, they can't come in because of the protocols for 14 uh, days. And they're in their postseason. It's a big deal for them. But anyway, Mike Montgomery, a little bit of a hothead anyway. Uh, in his last appearance in the major in the major leagues, he was pitching for the Kansas City Royals and got thrown out after he gave up a tying home run in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning and basically told the ref to do things to himself or the umpire to do things to himself and he kicked him out of the ball game and that was a pretty uh you know pretty tense scene but nothing like throwing a rosin bag at an umpire i think that's the first time i've ever seen that happen he will be fined heavily i guarantee you that what a shock somebody in baseball didn't like something somebody else did so they threw something at them <laughs> Baseball in a nutshell. Millions of fans will take to television this weekend to watch their favorite team kick off the NFL season. Yep. And many hundreds of thousands of those will do that with the NFL's Sunday ticket. 
which is currently owned by AT&T and DirecTV. But that may not be the case much longer. AT&T DirecTV owns the rights to Sunday Ticket for two more years. However, when the NFL redid its deal, they did not include the rights to Sunday Ticket in that deal. Which, just take a guess how much that is worth. Seven billion dollars. One hundred billion dollars is what the rights to Sunday ticket is. <laughs> Holy worth. cow! A hundred billion dollars. Well, now we have a new front runner, and it's a front runner that I've told you was going to be in involved in this. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Apparently, Jeff Bezos doesn't just want an NFL team; he wants to own the rights to broadcast games. And now, industry professionals, according to CNBC, view Amazon as the front runner to secure the rights to Sunday Ticket with the new renegotiation. Nice. Here's what that would change. There's long been a a qualm with NFL fans that, let's say you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Mm -hmm. and years from now, when Tom Brady's retired and you're 2-15, and they don't put any of your games on television. Yeah. Well, that's the only team you care about. So you don't want to have to pay for the entire package. One of the things that has been discussed is that Amazon could do this as an addendum onto Amazon Prime, which means they're making $100 off of you regardless, mm-hmm. and then you treat it like a poo-poo platter. For 5 bucks a game, you can just purchase every game. Right, a la carte. Exactly. Yeah, just pick and choose which ones you want. Here's something that I didn't know. DirecTV has lost $2.5 billion on the Sunday ticket deal since mm-hmm. they've owned the rights to it. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling to me. How you're not making money on that, I do not know. Yeah, I did. Now, granted, there are a lot of games that are on free television. That's always been one of the things that's made this, uh, uh, you know, you know, what are you really getting for this? Right. Because there's three broadcast games in the 1 and 4 o'clock window every week. Mm-hmm. CBS and Fox alternate on which one gets the national game. If you're in a market with the Panthers, like we are with the Panthers and the Falcons, you're going to get those games every week. Mm-hmm. And then you get Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football. That means you get six games basically for free every week. Yes. Well, at most, that means there's only ten left. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I've always thought there was a better way to do this, and it looks like Amazon is going down that path. Who's shocked? Who's shocked that Amazon would be the one to figure it out? Here's the thing that kind of blows my mind. Apparently, AT&T, DirecTV are out. It, that is not who it will be. Good. Don't know who it will be. But it won't be them. Yeah. The other two entities that have been named, one of them I am dead set against, and that's Apple TV Plus. Yeah. I'm not converting to Apple. That's not happen- <laughs> happening. I'm not doing it. It's a, it's just another app. It's 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 not like you have I don't to have app, any, I, Apple products. I don't even buy Granny Smith apples at this point because I cannot <laughs> stand Apple to that point. I'll be fine with it because I've already got the Apple Plus because I had to I had to get it to to watch Ted Lasso. I love Jason Sudeikis, and that is a great show. It. Great show. Never seen it. You don't even, it's at, at, at times, you don't even realize it's about soccer. Yeah, that's a sell. Sometimes you forget what this is about. That's a, you should put that on the, you should put that on the poster. <laughs> it's about coaching. It's about relationships. It's about leadership. It's not so much about the actual sport of soccer. Plus, they make Jets jokes, and I love that. Well, of course you do. <laughs> the other entity that is said to be in negotiations is ESPN+. Plus. Okay. 
I think ESPN. I know we, uh, you know, we're on an ESPN station here in Asheville. Um, part of me starting to believe this whole uh, ESPN monopoly business that, that everybody keeps talking about. At some point, I think they got enough. Let's let Amazon have a piece of this. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> uh, having baseball and all of these other sports they have, that's fun yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. When the NFL comes up, you find out what it cost. I'm not surprised in the least. No. I'm just interested to see how this looks, how, how this gets different. And, and I, I've long said with the NFL, Roger Goodell has one job. Don't take any exit ramps. Yeah. You might turn the wheel a little bit this way, turn it a little bit that way. Don't take exit ramps. Don't grand scale change anything. If you were going to grand scale change something, it would be this, to where you can get your product in front of more eyeballs mm-hmm. for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yep, because you got people all the time on social media. I see, I, I see all the conversations that are being had on social media about uh, how to, what, where can I find this backdoor illegal stream to watch this game? Because I don't want to fork over the money. Well, and that's another thing is that those streams and things like that, if it's run by Amazon, you should probably find a new way to watch them. Yeah. AT&T DirecTV, that's a media company. Amazon is an everything company. Technology, all the good things. Right. I'm not going to say they'll stop it. You'll never stop piracy at this point. It's like drugs. The people making them are steps ahead of the people trying to stop them. Right. Not a whole lot you can do about that. Right. However, bringing in the most advanced technology company in the world, that's probably a start. Yeah, it'll get better with uh, enforcement on their end. Absolutely. All right, let's get back into uh, college football. Week two of the college football season coming up uh, tomorrow. Well, I'm sure there's a couple of games tonight. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, Coastal, Chanticleers. Coastal Carolina the and Sh- Kansas. Yeah, the Chanticleers about to put half a hundy on uh, Kansas. I can't wait. In the first half. In the first half. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving you that game, but I'm going to give it to you. Here, here's a free view, uh, free play. Take Coastal Carolina. I don't care what the number. I don't care if the number's 46. Lay it. Kansas is terrible. It's 26 and a half. Yeah, right it's fine. That's, and you've already made the sale. Stop trying to sell it to me. Right. Just take my money and walk away. Grayson McCall end up, could end up throwing for six touchdown passes tonight against Kansas because Kansas is just that bad, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the, give Lance Leipold time. Eventually, that eventually sure. they will get better. Sure, I mean, we all believe that, but they're not. There but yet. I think we all believe that as well about Charlie Weiss, and we also believe that about Les Miles when he came in. No, they would I, turn I, it. I, I, you I didn't think so? No, really, especially not Les Miles. Why? Uh, because that is the hardest place to recruit in the world. You did get a lot of basketball players there. Uh, yeah, not too good play for football. football. Right, <laughs> not too good for football players. So that is your uh, quote-unquote primetime game tonight in college football. Coming up tomorrow, we will have a uh, primetime game here on ESPN Asheville as uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on Georgia State. Look for uh, look for them to come in with a little chip on their shoulder after that. I do not envy Georgia State. I don't either. I would look for the offense to be just a little bit better than it was last week. I would agree with that. Um, Duke 
North Carolina A&T. I have seen a lot of people being in the go, I don't know. Duke lost last week. They could Charlotte. lose this week. They're not going to lose this week. Not to North Carolina A&T? You don't think, no. you think the Aggies have it in them? No. <laughs> Uh, that would be another one of if if that were to happen, that would be that would be the sign for me. Um, the the end has come for David. Right, Cutcliffe. right. Like David Cutcliffe just needs to pull. Uh, uh, you know, UConn coach. What's his name? Randy Edsel. Randy Edsel. He needs to pull the Randy Edsel. Just be like, you know what? I was going to retire at the end of this season, but I'm just going to leave now. Randy Edsel had the greatest retirement I've ever seen. He comes out and says, at season's end, I will be retiring. Wait, why are you bringing in that cake? Why is everyone wearing hats? <laughs> I feel like this is not what we talked about. What is happening right now? Bon voyage. Um, also in the state of North Carolina. Well, not in the state of North Carolina. This game's going to take place in the state of Florida. But the Appalachian State Mountaineers going up against number 22 Miami on the road. I think they got something in store for Miami this week. I really do. Miami's, you know, you would think the other way. Like, you got a top 25 team who got dusted last week by the number one team in the country. They want to come out and make a statement. I just, I think I believe that much in Appalachian State. That they are going to be able to make a statement against Miami. Is the Miami defense as bad as they looked last week against Alabama? They're inexperienced. And can Chase Bryce take advantage i i have to say something i'm not going to tell you which way i'm leaning on this game yeah however i will say that the the narrative that chase bryce threw 16 interceptions last year at duke so he's not good at football and miami just boat raced duke when they played him last year that's the reason app state has no chance that may quite possibly be the dumbest theory i think i've ever heard okay well, he wasn't good here where he had no support whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There was not one draftable player on that team. Not one. Not on the offense. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. What he has on the defense really it didn't matter. Didn't, didn't really help for how he looked against Miami. Right. I think that's one of the best games of the weekend. I believe so, too. I think it's going to be a great game. Um and then also you've got another sweet one with uh, NC State and Mississippi State. That's in your okay. There you go. Um, I, I, you know, last week you got me to wager on NC State football. I'm gonna do it again this week, and I think they're gonna pay off for me because Mississippi State, despite the fact being a uh, SEC program, I don't think they're all that good, and I actually think. You like to talk about coaches. I get the better coach in this matchup. Yeah, saying Mississippi State is a SEC program is kind of like saying vanilla Coke is a Coke. No, it's lame Coke that you're trying to sell me, and it's really obnoxiously sweet and tastes terrible. I, I, that's the worst take you've ever had because I love vanilla Coke. Of course you do. <laughs> that's the least surprising <laughs> thing you've ever said to me in your entire life. Uh, it's really, really good with some some adult beverage in it. I'm good. I don't like uh, vanilla. Well, and it smells weird. It weird. tastes weird. It's weird. It's not good. It's fine in ice cream if you're sick. That's the only time vanilla is acceptable. Right. Uh, anyway, those are the uh, those are the big games involving North Carolina teams this week in college football. 
what other games are you looking at? There are a lot of people that are locked in on this Texas-Arkansas thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know that I understand why. This is another one that it's an overreaction. You're, you're overreacting to what you saw last week. Mm-hmm. And coming up after the break, you'll hear all of my first set of picks, and you're going to see a theme. Vegas is taking what happened last week, and they're trying to manipulate you. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how to not do n- to not be manipulated. Okay. Texas and Arkansas, I, that, that is a game that's on my radar as well. Um because I think people are, I think people are overblowing Arkansas, but that's that's just me. Um, Utah BYU to me that looks like a good game out on the West Coast. Um, I even Tennessee and Pittsburgh, I like that game. Oh no! Oh no! There it is. You better uh, you better shape up on the bell there. Slack on the bell. The bell's been taking some abuse here lately. <laughs> it might be time for a new bell. <laughs> have you broken it already? No, it's That's... just the the top is now. I don't have as much leeway with the bell. Aha! Uh-huh. So that's it. It's losing its buoyancy. You do. I mean, it, it is early in the season, so you know. I think we've covered. We've we've highlighted most of the big games in college football. You got a whole lot of games that are just bad team. Bad teams facing good teams. Uh, there are going to be a lot of boat races this weekend, as would be expected. I mean, even even Georgia Tech and Kennesaw State. And, uh, oh, Western Carolina gets to go on the road to take on Spencer Rattler and the Oklahoma Sooners. Number four team in the country. Uh, I, I got a feeling that people are going to come out of this game if they, were, if they had bad things to say about Spencer Rattler after the opening game against Tulane. Can you imagine the waxing poetic that's going to happen for Spencer Rattler after this game? Because I think it's going to get a little insane. Green on Green's coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closers only. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. A six and six six last week last week has me a little irritated. We've gone deep dive, but I've started the season seventeen and eight, and I have twelve picks for you. I got five favorites and a money line special in this first segment. The first one, the Pittsburgh Panthers are a three-point favorite at Tennessee. This line is insane to me. Tennessee beat Bowling Green. They're one of the worst teams in major college football. People are overreacting. This Josh Heupel offense is going to take some time to install, and it was very obvious against Bowling Green that it's a new offense. It's a new system that they're not comfortable in. And this is the first overreaction to a team playing at home. Pittsburgh's the better team with the better quarterback, with the better coach. I only have to lay three. Give me the Panthers. Ohio State's a 14.5-point favorite against Oregon. If you had set this line and not seen Minnesota, only watched Oregon play Fresno State, you'd have it at 25, which is what I think this line should be. 
Ohio State's the better team. C.J. Stroud's come out of the tunnel. He's done all of the things. He's familiar. I understand it's just one game, but you got the jitters out of the way. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, they're elite-level receivers, great route runners. They get open. They're going to get open against Oregon. Ohio State's going to score. Give me the Buckeyes, minus 14.5. Rutgers is a two-point favorite at Syracuse. I don't care if they play this at Syracuse, Rutgers, on the moon, in the middle of the ocean, on a Tuesday. I don't care. Syracuse shouldn't be a two-point, should, should be more than a two-point dog to certain high schools school teams. Syracuse is not good. They don't have a quarterback. Rutgers is better than you think. This game will be a blowout. I have Rutgers winning this 45-17. to Take Rutgers. Take them aggressively. I'll lay the two. Iowa State is a four-point favorite against Iowa. This game's in Ames. Iowa City looked, or Iowa looked, Iowa State looked past this game last week against Northern Iowa to this week against Iowa. Sometimes you'll overlook somebody. They're still the better team. Again, I get the better coach. I get the better quarterback, and I'm at home. Take the Cyclones, lay the four. My Liberty Flames are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Troy. Troy's not good. Liberty is the most disrespectful. They are the Rodney Dangerfield of college football. They get absolutely no respect. This should be a two-touchdown spread easily, and that's taking into account that it's at Troy. I don't care where this game is. Give me the Flames minus the four and a half. And finally, my Moneyline Special of the Week. I lost East Carolina last week. They played a better team in Appalachian State, but I saw fight. This week, South Carolina gets their quarterback back, Luke Doty. He hasn't been in this system long enough, and he's been gone for weeks. There's going to be some hesitation. I'm taking the Pirates outright to beat South Carolina. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. The Mike Houston special. The fighting Mike Houstons. They (laughs) are the team that I just can't quit. I was going to say, I thought last week you said you weren't going to do this anymore. Well, here's the thing. They complete me, and I just can't (laughs) quit them. Well, you know what will make you feel better about that game? What's that? I'm on the other side. Yeah! (laughs) Let's go Pirates! (laughs) And we have an announcement. We haven't announced this on this show. Uh We now have a way that you can take our plays and put them to good use. Go to our website, thesportsocracy.com. On the main page, you'll see a link for betus.com. This is a legal sports book where you can make your wagers. And if you use our promo code, they give you 125% of your deposit for free to play any way that you want to. If you deposit $100, they, you, have, they, you now have $225 to do things with uh-huh. with our picks. Go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the link, go to betus.com, use our promo code sportsocracy for a 125% sign-up bonus. Absolutely. Don't forget, sportsocracy is the promo code. The Big 12 made news today because the eight, exi- or the eight remaining members... For the future of the Big 12, they got together and they voted unanimously to invite Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU to join the conference. It looks like it's going to happen sometime in 2024. All of these teams will come in. I think BYU is going to join in 2023. There's actually a chance. Now, I don't think it's a big chance because I think the other teams will bolt for the SEC before the 2025 deadline. But all of these teams will be in in 2024. So there's a chance that if they can't, if if Oklahoma and, and Texas don't get to leave before 2025, they could have 
all of the teams. They'll have a 16-team league for one year. The question is, what is the corresponding move? We've done this every time we've done realignment in college football. Yes. I will tell you, the AAC is the one that has to make a move. They just got gutted by the Big 12. Uh-huh. You took three of your best programs and mouth, away they went. Yep. You still have Memphis. You still have power there. Watch the Mountain West. If Boise State were to somehow find a way to get to the Pac-12, I could see a gigantic collaboration of all those remaining group of five teams. Yeah, so the AAC and the Conference USA and all of the Sun Belt, all of it comes together to make one amalgamous conference. I mean, you got cool. some, you have some attractive po- programs in the Sun Belt. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And guess who's in that? Appalachian State. They're a top 25 team. It could be going. We got more picks coming on your way, including Beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach up next. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers. I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check out our friends at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, drink different, you know, those uh, those perniciouses, those Lieutenant Danks, all of them, they go really great with football. Just saying. I had a couple of pernicious last night while I was watching the reigning and defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, that's not annoying yet. Get a win. <laughs> oh, oh, that's annoying, but my 2021 Denver Nugget champions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of them has Tom Brady and one doesn't. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, anything with Tom Brady is obnoxious. Uh, well, uh, including his subway commercial. Oh, that, that was funny. No, that was super. Oh, it was funny. I don't know that it was meant to be, but it was funny. Of course, it was meant to be funny. When he's smelling the bread, and he's like, "Oh, it smells so good," and then the the woman in the background whispers, "But you don't eat bread." I thought it was hilarious. Of course, you did. <laughs> Come on, come on. Uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach joins us, as he does every Friday during the football season as we play Beat the Chief, and uh, he's in the studio with us now. You know, Tom Brady's not annoying, is he? I'll tell you what. I, I want him to be annoying. I want to dislike him. Man's just too good, man. He is, he is too good. He's been He's been kicking my Bill's butt for a decade and a half. Right, right. Everybody in Buffalo hates him. I just can't hate him, man. He's just he's just too good. Oh, yeah. I, can, I can hate him for you. You can hate him? Yeah, don't worry. I can hate him for Brady's you. cool, man. I, I got I to gotta hand it to him. He's see, got everything. See, Tom Brady, since, since he left New England, he's he's much better now. He's a guy that you can actually relate to now. Mm, no. No, no, that's the, no that's, I, I'm not saying I can relate to him at all. I'm just saying... <laughs> You can't relate with uh, you know being no, out on the boat and getting just yeah, completely tanked. Yeah, I'm not tanked. like yeah the greatest of all time. I'm I'm not that good looking, and uh, man's got everything. Man. Well, there's very little I enjoy more than getting tanked on a boat and wearing UGG boots, and I still can't relate to him. So, <laughs> well, well, it is what it is. I mean, you can you can you can choose to hate on the goat if you want to. All right. 
Uh, Beat the Chiefs is going to be a little bit different this year. I'm actually going to be picking games with All you guys. Right. Uh, so right, you like can, so now Asheville Police Chief David Zach, he has the chance to beat us both because he beat Jeremy last year. And, oh, by the way, I have the score right here. Uh, just to remind everybody, in last football season, uh, on games that you guys differed on, Chief Zach beat you 25-18. to 18. Give it time. Give it time, he it's says. It's a long play. He's, he says he's been boning up in the offseason. He's been doing his studying. He's going to take you down this year. I, d- I don't gloat. That was that was last year. Good for you. This is this year. See, take the high road. Don't gloat. That's right. Don't gloat. Be I'm like sure Jeremy goat. would treat me the exact same way. Oh, 100%. I don't ever gloat when I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, we do have a full slate of NFL games coming up this weekend. So, uh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's get into it. We'll start with the uh, picks. And we'll start with the game that is closest and nearest and dearest to Jeremy's heart and my heart, because we're both going to be in the building on Sunday at Bank of America Stadium for the New York Jets and Zachy Wilson. I wonder if Zach's mom will be there. <gasps> I don't know, but we'll be in the building. We will be in the I building. Meet, and you know what? We're going to be in an area where she might be there, too. I want to meet all of the Wilsons. <laughs> I want them all to be my best friend. I want us to do karate in the garage. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's not just because they're super rich, right? Uh, no, it's because their son is my quarterback. Uh-huh. Sure. That's uh, my quarterback. <laughs> New York Jets and the uh, Carolina Panthers. So, uh, Chief, we'll let you pick first the inaugural pick of the 2021 NFL season in the Beat the Chief contest. Uh, Carolina Panthers minus four against the New York Jets. Which way are you going, Chief? Sam Darnold's revenge. Sam Darnold's revenge. He's taking the Carolina Panthers to cover the four. It's my team, so you have to pick next. Uh, I'm going with the Chief because I think your team is going to get spanked by their former quarterback. So what you're telling me is that you're both taking the Carolina Panthers minus the four. Uh, yes, yes. I'll take the Jets plus the four. No, you won't. Let, yes, I will. Oh my I 100% will. Oh, my gosh. That's a loss already. First, I like the way this is working out for First him. win of the season. Chalk it up. Championship. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's going to get demoralized pretty quick here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna, that's going to flame out. That's, all right, so Jeremy's already started off the season 0-1. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's talk about down in Atlanta at that, uh, that fine stadium where you can, uh, by the way, if you ever take a visit to the Mercedes-Benz Dome, you will, uh, you will find plenty of Wicked Weed beers on tap in the Wicked Weed tap room inside the stadium. And Eagles fans are going to get treated to that this week as the Eagles are in town to take on the Atlanta Falcons. It is uh, currently Atlanta minus three and a half. Jeremy Green, you're up. Uh, We put this one out earlier in the week. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care how bad their defense is. They were were killed against the pass last year. You know what the great elixir to that is? Uh, Find me a quarterback that can't throw. Atlanta minus three and a half. All right, I will go next, and I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be on the opposite side of you on this one. I'm taking Philadelphia plus the three and a half because look, here's the thing: I, I was I was considering it when it was just three. I think it was actually two and a half earlier this week. What does that tell you? And now it's three and a half. I'm getting the hook too. I'm ta- I'm taking it. What Phil- does that tell you? Uh, that tells me that the public is on the other side. Mm, no. no. The public doesn't often steer the number. Okay. The sharp money steers the number. Oh. I don't think this game's even going to be close. Ooh, I think you are dead wrong about that, but we shall find out. I'm taking Philadelphia plus the three in the hook. 
Chief. I do not. I do not like Atlanta this year. However, I mean, just doesn't Philadelphia seem like a train wreck? New coach, new system, quarterback that doesn't throw well in a pass happy system. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't seem like it works <laughs> for me. I don't. I don't like Philadelphia. All, all right, all right. He doesn't like Philadelphia at all. So you're taking Atlanta minus three and a half. I am. I don't think I'll be taking Atlanta much this year, but I'm taking them this week. All right. Uh, Jeremy and Chief Zach taking Atlanta to cover the three and a half. I will be on the other side of that taking uh, the Philadelphia Eagles plus the three and the hook. Uh, Chief Zach, anytime you're on the opposite side of tank, you should feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah you should. You very right. well should. Right. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at home. I will let Chief pick on this yeah, one first. This one. Since he's, uh, since he's the Buffalo Bills fan, your Buffalo Bills are a six and a half point favorite at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six and a half is a lot. I think what did, what did Buffalo cover? Like close to 60% of spreads last year, I think. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, week one, Bills are fired up, playing in front of Bills Mafia. They're going to come out big all day. Buffalo. Buffalo covering the six Buffalo's and a half. All right. Jeremy? I love dissension, and I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers plus <laughs> six and a half. Buffalo win this game. But this is – I've had this as my favorite shootout game of the week because these are two quote-unquote good defenses. Well, there's some holes there. And these are two really good offenses. Give me the Steelers plus the six and a half, but the Bills win. All right, I'm taking the uh, Buffalo Bills. I'm going to be on the side of the Chief on this one. Buffalo Bills minus six and a half. Jeremy thinks that this is going to be a very shootouty game. He thinks it's going to be a high scoring affair. I don't agree with that by any stretch. No, I think Buffalo's front um, vastly improved this year. Mm-hmm. Their defense took a step back last year, but uh, what they did in the draft and everybody they brought in. They're much higher on Oliver this year. They're going to put a lot of pressure up front, I think. Yeah, and and I think they take I take they take this one easily. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I don't know that they're gonna, I don't know that either team is going to put up big points, but I could very well see this being somewhere in the neighborhood of like a a, a twenty four to twenty four to sixteen game. Let me like ask that. both of you a question: How many games in the NFL this week have a higher over under than uh, Pittsburgh Buffalo? Five. It's three. And one of them was last night. Okay, <laughs> so there are only two more uh, in the in, in this weekend: uh, Arizona, Tennessee, and Green Bay, New Orleans. Mm, I think people okay. people are sleeping on Buffalo's D this year. Oh, I don't disagree. I, I, I think, think both teams have good yeah. defenses. Mm-hmm. I also think they have offenses that are just earmarked to beat one another. All right, this next one seems like a layup to me, but uh, we'll we'll throw it out there anyway. Jeremy, we'll let you pick first. The Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, it is Minnesota minus three. Uh, layup, give me the Vikings. Indeed. I'm on that side as well. I'm bullish on the Vikings this year. Easy. All right, Minnesota covering the three. We are all in agreement. The first one of the season that we can all get down with. Um, and what a shock it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. Because <laughs> they are not good. Uh, the 49ers against the Detroit Lions. I'm shocked that this game is only an eight-point spread, but San Francisco is the favorite at minus eight, and I think they cover that easy. So I am on San Francisco minus the eight. The thing you have to remember about early in the season is it's almost impossible to see a double-digit spread early because Vegas doesn't want to get caught and throw a bad number out there and something go wrong. This is one of those times you have to take advantage of a bad number. 49ers minus the eight. Chief, are you with us? I'm with you guys All right, that, absolutely. All right. He's with us on that one because uh, 
again, Detroit, not very good. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans. This is the game that I have picked that I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Arizona going up against Tennessee. Both teams have questions on defense. I think both teams are going to be able to score. It's going to be a back-and-forth affair all afternoon long. Uh, 1 o'clock start in Nashville, so you do have to consider. This is a West Coast team coming to East Coast. Uh, well, not technically. I mean, they are in the central time zone, but it's close enough anyway in the, in the state of Tennessee. Um, the Tennessee Titans three-point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals. Chief, would you like to uh, break the ice on this one? I thought that line would be higher, to be perfectly honest. I thought it would be higher. Um, I do not like Arizona coming east. I thought that, like all year, it seemed last year, they had trouble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going. I, I think the Titans are going to be tough here. All right, so you think they're going to cover Titans, the three? Yeah, I think they cover. All right, so Titans, he's got the Titans to win by more than a field goal. What do you think, Jeremy? We are in agreement. I don't. I think it's going to be shootouty. The field goal doesn't matter to me in a game that's going to score this many points. Mm-hmm. Three in the hook might bother me, but at three, I feel like I'm almost insulated from this because I think they're going to win by a field goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're all going to get a sweet little tie on this one. But give me the Titans minus the three. We're not getting a tie because I'm going with Arizona. Arizona plus the three. You remember? I, that, you I remember think that, Arizona wins this thing outright. Yeah, you remember the thing I said about you should feel really good when you're on the outside. Case and point. I'm taking Arizona plus the three because I think Arizona wins this game outright against the Tennessee Titans. I don't care that it's in Tennessee. I think that Cardinals defense is going to step up and they're going to they're they're going to show people what we've been talking about all offseason, Jeremy. That this this defense is going to be better than you expect it to be. I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I do not agree that they're going to come into Tennessee and beat them. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, there's you know there's a sucker born every day, and uh, it just happens to be my birthday. Thirty, you know. 98% of the year. Uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts in Seattle, minus three. They are the favorite over Carson Wentz and the Colts. Jeremy? I think the money on this has gotten stupid. Indianapolis is going to be able to run the ball in Seattle. I didn't love Indy as a favorite, but now that I'm getting a field goal, and I'm at home, mm-hmm. give me Indianapolis. Ooh, taking Indianapolis plus the three, Chief. What say you? See, I'm, I could I could go that way because I, I think you got to remember, too, is like everybody's playing in front of fans again, so I'm, I'm like thinking home. Home field home, advantage. Home field advantage is going to be a, a, a bigger part, especially earlier in the year, but I just don't like Carson Wentz. And, um, you know, it's it's Russell Wilson versus Carson Wentz, you know. So I, I, I'm going to go with Wilson. Exactly. Uh, I get the uh, I get the better coach. I get the better quarterback. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks as well. I don't blame you. That's my upset special of oh, the first week. Okay. I have Indianapolis winning that game. It's the old upset special from Jeremy Green. Um, interesting. All right. So he's on Indianapolis plus the three. Chief and I are both going Seattle to cover the three. At Indianapolis. The Chargers and the Washington football team. Some say it's going to be a shootout. Some say it's going to be a defensive battle. It lands somewhere right in the middle for me. Washington is a one-point favorite. And I think I want Washington to cover the one at home. Hail to the football team. Fight for old D.C. Give me the football team. (laughs) All right, Chief. 
Absolutely. Fitz magic. All right, we are a sweep on the Washington football team taking on the L.A. Chargers. Uh, do love the Chargers, but that defense is just so insane. Um, the Jaguars and the Texans, the toilet bowl of week one. <laughs> Jacksonville's the three-point favorite, and I don't know how they are just a three-point favorite. I don't care that they have a rookie quarterback. I don't care that they have a coach who still thinks he's in college. I don't think there is anything that can save the Houston Texans this year. I am heavy on the side of the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover this three. James Robinson's my favorite play of the week. Gonna have a huge day. I can't believe I'm picking Urban Meyer to beat anybody, but give me the Jaguars minus the three. All right, Chief Zach? Yeah, I'm with you guys on that. All right, full sweep on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's uh, that's two that we have now agreed all across the board on. All of us taking Washington, all of us taking the Jaguars over the Texans, despite the fact that it's on the road. Because guess what? I don't think you're going to notice it's on the road. I'm pretty sure Texans fans aren't going to show up in droves for this game. That's going to be a really quiet building. Although... This is actually one, the only home game that they have this year that they have a prayer of winning. So maybe, just maybe, they've knocked down the ticket prices to, you know, fifteen fifty, and everybody can come. It could be 15 cents and you're still getting absolutely pirated. Aw. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are at home to start out the uh, 4 o'clock slate against the Cleveland Browns. Heavily touted uh, Browns team. Some think that they are a Super Bowl contender. Of course, they still have Baker Mayfield, so I can pretty much guarantee which way Jeremy's going to go on this game. <laughs> you don't even have to ask. Kansas City minus five and a half. Kansas City minus five and a half for Jeremy. What uh, what say you, Chief? I I mean I I do I like Cleveland, but not not this week. Yeah, not, not this, this week. week. Not I'm against not, Chiefs. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes in week one after what just happened to them in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I thought about this coming into last night's game with Tampa Bay. Like, you're still going to be on that high from the Super Bowl. You know, you got the, the they're unveiling the, the banners and everything, and there's almost no way you can lose. Now, we almost did lose that game, but <laughs> I think it's going to be the exact opposite for the Kansas City Chiefs because that offense did not score in the Super Bowl uh, other than field goals, and I think they're going to be out to prove something. I, I think the Chiefs take a step back this year, to be honest with you. You think so? I do. I think it's just just math. It's a number. You you just can't stay at the top that long. And hmm. I don't know. Part of me wants I don't like to agree with you, but yeah. I, I just can't. I can't see this this train derailing at any point. Now, regression, I could get down with, but maybe by a game. I think they're going to boat race Cleveland. <laughs> All right, the Miami Dolphins are at the New England Patriots. I know both of you guys struggle on this one. And one is a Jets fan, one is a Buffalo Bills fan. Dolphins take on the Patriots. You guys are just rooting for injuries in this case. Uh, the the Patriots are a three-point favorite at home. I didn't struggle with this one at all. Patriots minus three. I don't think it's close. Yeah. There's something amiss about that Miami team. There's just something about it I don't like. Mm -hmm. I think Damian Harris is going to come in and have a huge game. Patriots, minus three. All right, Chief, what say you? I just, uh, Tua's got to prove something before you start taking the Dolphins. Uh, on the road, no less. So, and, and against New England, no, I don't think so. Tua's got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. And until he does it, 
I don't see my, myself taking the Dolphins too much. All right, I'm going to be in lockstep with you on that one, too. That's four games in a row now that we have uh, we have all agreed on. We'll take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we will finish out the NFL slate, beat the Chief first week of the year right here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. You're in the sports tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It's ESPN Asheville beat the chief week one of the NFL. We are joined in the studio by Asheville Police Chief David Zach, and uh, you know we 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 didn't catch up with you there uh, to start out the program. Yeah, we jumped right in. Things things been going well. I mean. Yeah, you, know, you guys haven't been busy lately, have you? No, we got nothing going. You on. got nothing, nothing going on. We're nothing just kicking back. See, nothing to see here, folks. We're just kicking back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. End of I'm summer. Glad. End of oh, summer. Yeah, end of summer. Coming into fall. Uh, yeah, we're we're glad to have you back with us for uh, season two of Beat the Chief. Here on ESPN Asheville, and uh, we are rocking and rolling through. Every game on the NFL slate last year, Jeremy lost the overall battle uh, to the Chief, and this year I'm joining the fray just so the Chief can take us both down. Basically, Jeremy swears it's not going to happen that he doesn't lose twice in a row, and I just don't know if I believe you. Oh, just give it time. <laughs> it's a long season. It's All right, we are. We we got a couple of games left in the four o'clock slate on Sunday to pick here. We got the uh the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints at Jacksonville. They had to move this game because of the hurricane last week. Um Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, no Drew Brees now. They got Jameis Winston with the uh with the New Orleans Saints. And the Green Bay Packers are a three and a half point favorite against the Saints. Jeremy, would you like to do the honors? I'm going to take the Saints plus the three and a half. Really? I am. Really? I'm going to take the Saints plus the three and a half. When it was going to rain, I was out. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. Mm-hmm. And I think Jameis Winston going to have a day on that secondary. Hmm. You okay. have to worry about Alvin Kamara. I know they don't have a lot of weapons. I'm looking at a guy like Adam Troutman. Alvin Kamara is going to have a just an insane day. The thing that scares me about the Green Bay Packers is that their linebacking core is not particularly fast. This is the same problem that I had with the Chiefs at times last year. Well, that makes you very susceptible to Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. I think New Orleans finds a way to do it. Give me the Saints plus three and a half. All right, Saints plus three and a half, Chief. What do you think? I think that's completely insane. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. In I, other words, you're drunk, Jeremy. I did not follow any of that. And, and usually Jeremy can convince me, but mm-hmm. that did not do it for me. Uh, yeah, Rodgers versus Winston, I don't... I'm going with the pack. Yeah. Uh, you may get the better coach in this matchup, Jeremy, but we get the better quarterback. That's fine. And uh, as we as we called it last year, 
Aaron Rodgers was on the FU tour, and I think it's only gotten worse this year. Uh, and I think he's going to make the entire NFL realize that last year was not a fluke. I, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, the Saints can lose and I can still win. Yes, they can. <laughs> Which is also possible. Yes, they can. You, you do have that hook in there. Because I promise you Matt LaFleur is not kicking the field goal this time. <laughs> <laughs> we got Green Bay... Uh, the Chief and I are taking Green Bay minus the three and a half, and Jeremy will take New Orleans plus the three and a half. The Broncos take on the New York Giants on the road. West Coast team coming East Coast, but it's a 425 start in this scenario, uh, which doesn't really, you know, the, the, the stat only matters for one o'clock games with West Coast teams coming East Coast. It's the, it's not that that's the only time it matters. It's just drastically worse at 1 o'clock. Yes. Now, the Broncos, to me, are the far better team. Speaking of drastically worse, the New York Giants are drastically worse than the Denver Broncos. <laughs> right. I'll dare I even say they are the far superior team. And I'm taking the Denver Broncos uh, to win this game b- big. I hate having to give the field goal up here. I loved this when I was getting Denver as a dog. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not anymore. But I'm still taking the Broncos. Broncos, right. minus three. Broncos, minus three. Chief? I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm Ooh. going against you guys on this. Um, hmm. I like the Giants. Again, first time back in front of fans. Anniversary of 9-11. Emotions high. That's one thing I'm thinking about. That is a very good point. Giants Mm -hmm. will win. The Giants will win. So not so not just covering. He's not just plus three. He's going Chiefs money line special. That's right. I am going. I am going emotions high in New York City. Okay. And the Giants will rise up. You know that's one thing that I had not considered. uh, With it being you know tomorrow being the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. Hmm. I should have gave that a little bit more thought, but you know what? I don't, I don't care. I don't care because I think the Giants are that bad. I think that offensive line is terrible. I think Daniel Jones is a terrible quarterback, <laughs> and I have said all year long that I think Denver can be that one team that just surprises everybody and makes some kind of a crazy run that we weren't expecting. I'm definitely not taking them. Uh, you know, taking New York over them. All you need. Is decent quarterback play from Teddy Bridgewater and don't turn the ball over. Because yep. that defense is really good. I'm sticking Broncos minus three. I had thought about that. I probably didn't think about it enough, but it had crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chicago Bears take on the LA Rams in LA on Sunday night football. The LA Rams are a seven and a half point favorite against the Bears. Chief, why don't you start us off here? You got seven, a new- and a, seven and a half is a lot. Stafford, Stafford could throw for 6,000 yards this year. I don't know. Um, 6,000 seems like a lot. <laughs> probably seems like probably a lot. high, but I think the Stafford era begins yeah. in L.A. I think they're going to they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite mm-hmm. you know, to make it all the way. I think it starts this week. And I just don't like the Bears, man. All right, so he's taking. So, so I don't you think, like the line. I'm you think they can cover the seven line. and a half? I think they can cover seven and a half. All right, all right. L.A. Rams minus seven and a half. They're going to be after Dalton all day. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Dalton could I, be out by halftime. I think you might actually have Justin Fields might actually hit the field at some point in this game. 
in the words of one of my favorite media members of all time, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Give me the Bears plus seven and a half. Wow. All right. So you think the Bears can be that effective to, to keep it close? New quarterback in a new scheme. You're going to say, and I heard this a lot last night, hot, that's a hot area to play. Emotions are going to be high. The Rams are going to come out hot. There's going to be a lot of cramping of players because you haven't seen any of the Rams in the preseason. That will have an effect. Rams win. Bears cover. Hmm. All right. He's calling a close game. I don't think this game's going to be close at all. I think the L.A. Rams are going to dust them. I I know Chicago's got a decent defense, and that's just fine. I will take my chances. I think uh, I'm going to be on the side of the Chief on this one. L.A. Rams minus the 7.5, and, and I don't even think it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not sure that you don't see Justin Fields at halftime. Mm-hmm. That's what I, th- I, th- I think. And if that happens, they have a chance to win this Dalton's going to be running for his life. I don't know about that. That is a tall ask of a team that has not, that literally has not seen the field together. This is SoFi's first game with it is. fans, Oh, the right? first half, my, one of my favorite bets of the week mm-hmm. is Rams minus three and a half in the first half. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite wagers that you could possibly place at BetUS.com using the promo code Sportsocracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where when you make your deposit, they will uh, you use our promo code Sportsocracy and they will give you a, a deposit bonus of 125% of your bonus. Doubling your, your money. Deposit. Just doubling your money. But I will I will take the Rams minus three and a half in the first half. But I think the Bears mm-hmm. will backdoor cover. I, okay. Justin Fields might come in even if he doesn't. I could easily see this being one of those things that the Rams try to run it out, and Darrell Henderson and Sony Michelle are not comfortable enough. Right. Bears wind up throwing some meaningless touchdown up, and then you got an onside kick with a minute to go. Yeah. Normally, I am the narrative guy. Uh, so, you know, September 11th anniversary in New York, it didn't sway me because I think that's a really bad team and it doesn't matter. Narratives can sway me, though, when it's a really good team. And the L.A. Rams are a really good team. First uh, first game in SoFi Stadium with fans. Do we know where the Super Bowl is going to be this year? Oh, yeah, it's going to be in L.A. Do we know what everybody's been talking about all off season long is we're going to host the Super Bowl this year. We're going to do what Tom Brady just did and win it in our own house. I don't think there's really a chance that L.A. doesn't come out firing on all cylinders against the, the Chicago Bears and that quarterback situation. Even if Justin Fields comes in, in the second half, we've seen him be able to put himself in danger already in the preseason. And you're going to tell me in the second half he's going to have Aaron Donald breathing down his neck and he's going to be comfortable? I'm I don't going, think so. That, yeah, going. that pass rush will be unleashed in <laughs> yeah. the second half. Oh, yeah. If they do that, uh, just fire the cannon. Fields will turn it over at least twice. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you at the game last night. Mm -hmm. You never see lines this big in the first week of the season. Yes. And there's a reason. The Bears are getting almost as many points as the Detroit Lions are. Just remember that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Monday Night Football this week is going to be uh, the Baltimore Ravens, barring any more injuries. I mean, at this point... They're just they're just on watch. They they may have uh, Lamar Jackson in some sort of a museum type crate to send him out <laughs> to Las Vegas for this game because every you know there there are a lot of uh, major injuries happening with the Baltimore Ravens. But they get the Las Vegas Raiders. This is another one. First uh, first time there's been fans in Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be hype. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Uh, Baltimore is a four-point favorite on Monday Night Football. Jeremy, I'm going to let you start. 
I don't love this number. I, and it's coming down. Mm-hmm. There's a, you're asking a lot. You got a running back that was borderline practice squad level that's going to handle 18 to 20 plus carries in this game because he's the only living, breathing running back on the roster. I still don't care. I don't know that Oakland is, or Oakland. I'm going to stop doing that one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Vegas is disciplined enough on defense to take down a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. Monday night football, first game of in the Vegas stadium. It, here's the two things I will tell you. You're worried about that in Las in Las Vegas and Los Angeles, two notoriously, notoriously fair weather fan bases. I'm just saying, if things start to go awry, that fun first game in the new stadium buzz could wane fast. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Ravens minus four. All right, Ravens minus four. I'm I'm with you, Jeremy, on Ravens minus four. I don't care. I've I'm not. I'm not on the side of uh, Las Vegas as a good team or a threatening no. team. Jeremy is, and it kind of surprises me that he doesn't take this uh, plus the number. But there again, I don't think it. I don't think it matters because I think Baltimore's just that much better than they are. Ravens' best running back is still on the field. Uh, that's right. Their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see Vegas stop. Yeah. Regardless of who's in the backfield. They're not gonna. They're not gonna slow down Lamar Jackson. All right. I, I believe in the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a better team than most mainstream media members will tell you. At the end of the day, you're gonna have to explain to me how that young, inexperienced defense is going to stop one of the most schematically complex offenses in the league. They still have Lamar Jackson. That's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Long as he plays four quarters, they're still the better team. It might be ugly, and it might take a minute. But I'll take the Ravens. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the year for the Raiders, right? Either, either it happens or it doesn't. Mm. I mean, Gruden's not gone. No, no, no. I think Gruden actually signed a Bobby Bonilla deal. I think they yeah, have to pay him until Gruden. like twenty seventy nine or something like that. <laughs> but uh, what's the GM? Mike, Mike Mayock. Mayock. Mayock's out. Yeah. I mean, the, the drafting has been bizarre, and I don't see Mayock surviving if if they go five hundred or. Under five hundred, yeah, he's got to go. I would imagine it would be. I, I I would imagine that Mike Mayock would be gone if it doesn't happen this year. And uh, you got one shot, John. You got one shot. Oh, I think they're going to put up a, a a tremendous fight in this game. I don't think this is a blowout. Mm-hmm. Now, if half the Ravens team was playing, then in uh, the other half, then I might have thought it was a blowout, but. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. What we're but what we're saying is uh, over the length of this season. I think John's got one more year. If this ends up being a losing season, I think John's going to be uh, shown the door if he can't get it done next year. Here's the only thing I'll tell you with the Raiders. Look at what that roster looked like when John Gruden and Mike Mayock walked in the door. And look at it now. Mm -hmm. You've got Darren Waller on one of the most team-friendly deals in the history of the NFL. You know why? Because Mike Mayock saw, saw it from early that team's better than you think they are the record may not show it because the schedule is awful mm-hmm. but i don't i don't think they're in in as much peril as everybody else seems to i think Carr's better than he's given credit for too. i do too Dr- drastically better than he's given credit for i've said on the show i think he's a top half of the nfl quarterback mm-hmm. oh i would agree with that yeah, no I think there are a lot of guys that get a lot more pub than Derek Carr that are not nearly as talented as he is. And he's done it with, with who was Andre Holmes, was his leading receiver one of his years in Oakland. 
<laughs> Who? Uh, Chief Zach remembers Andre Holmes because he played for the Bills. I do remember. <laughs> oh, was he one of the leading receivers when uh, uh, for the Bills when Terod was there? Uh, I believe so, actually. Uh, he had one. He famously had one really great game that got him a free agent deal with the Raiders, uh-huh. and that came against the New York, New York Jets. Jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is uh, beat the Chief. We have worked our way through every game of Week One of the NFL season. Glad to have the uh, the Chief back in here with us, picking games again. Asheville Police Chief David Zach, thank you for joining us. Hey, good seeing you guys again. It's gonna right. be a fun year. Yeah, it is. It is gonna be a fun year. You know what? Let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All righty. Weird news time. And you know what? In the, uh, in the state of New York... They're doing. It's always New York. New York's always got to start these trends. And I'm and, and I'm sorry, Chief. I know you're from the New, from New York. And formerly, I just, yeah, I just former New Yorker. They do weird things. That's why I left. They they do weird things that that really bother me. And uh, and now the new governor of New York is uh, is carrying on. She signed legislation this week that the state of New York is going to um, eliminate. Combustion engines in cars by 2035. To me, that seems ridiculous. I don't know that you can... I just don't know that you could do that. Does that mean we all have to drive Priuses? Uh, yeah, pretty hmm. much. They're hmm. going to ban the sale of combustion engines in the state of oh, New York. Oh, the sale of them? Yeah, and they're going to try to weed them out as well completely. And I don't know that you can... I don't know... I mean, you've been, you know, you're from upstate New York. You think upstate New York's going to get on board with all that? I know the governor personally. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm good friends with her husband, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll... No, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. (laughs) Good for you. But let me tell you, the governor of New York, uh, Kathy Hochul. Yes. Really great person. Cool. Really good person. I'm baffled by this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think maybe she's appealing to a certain population there in new york that mm-hmm. you have to deal with mm-hmm. in a new york city but uh she's a she's a western new yorker she's she's a buffalo gal and she's a really really good person yeah unlike the person she replaced who i was not fond of bingo uh, who rang that bell <laughs> <laughs> there was a rat on the table it just ran across <laughs> but uh yeah that's a little bizarre yeah that is very, very bizarre. It's funny to me that you pulled a story from New York because so did I. <laughs> uh, when is there ever a better time to use my new favorite catchphrase than with the chief of police sitting right here? Don't do crimes! Don't do crimes. <laughs> An employee of New York State cost the state more than $6,000 in electricity bills by allegedly secretly installing dozens of machines at his workplace in a cryptocurrency scheme. Mm-hmm. He actually worked for the county of Suffolk. Oh, Suffolk County. So he had this brilliant idea that he was going to mine cryptocurrency. For those of you that don't know, to mine cryptocurrency, you have to have these high-end computers that are running constantly and they're solving mathematical problems, and it takes a lot of electricity. Well, he just so happened to work for the electricity department. And so he installed a series of... Hold on. <laughs> This is this takes a lot of guts. I have to admit, okay. he installed a series of electrical meters 
underneath the floorboards of his office at the electric company. <laughs> okay. It's an aggressive strategy. Yeah. Didn't go well. He now faces up to 15 years in prison for defrauding the people of New York. Uh-huh. Don't do crimes, especially <laughs> when they're stupid crimes in the building where they're going to prosecute you. Oh, no. So that is the, uh, yeah, so the so so it was the extra electricity that was taking to, ma- to, to run these, like, supercomputers. Yes. That he is now charged with defrauding. He the apparently had these computers in a secret room. It used to be a janitor's closet or something, I suppose. Because oh, okay. it was, they called it a utility closet. So that's, when I hear that, that's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So he had these series of computers in a room that nobody ever went in. Mm-hmm. Well, he ran the electricity to a box that was underneath the floorboards of his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Make it one step worse. He signed the, the meter for the installation. He signed it. Yep. Why would you sign it? Nobody's ever going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, maybe, maybe, maybe by statute he has to sign them. And so, I, and I'm sure that he, he well, does. He didn't want to break you know where? Wall. You know where he also had, is not supposed to install them underneath the floorboards of his office. <laughs> that is excellent. A clue. That's we, we call that in my business. That is a that's a clue. See, mm-hmm. that's under your under your desk would be a with your name on it with your name on mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. would be a clue. Yeah. Don't do crimes. We knew where to start the investigation. On that By one. the way, uh, since since we do have your attention here, we got you in the studio, Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Can we uh, can we have that be the official motto of the Asheville Police Department from now on? Can you put that on the cruisers? Don't do crimes. <laughs> Let's sponsored by the sportocracy, which will which will probably end crime. Uh, of course it will. That's uh, that's how it works, right? You yeah. just tell people don't do no, crimes. Don't know. Prior to <laughs> that, they, they did not know. Right. right. Prior to that, they did not know. All of a sudden, all of the crime stops, and people just go, "Oh, don't do crimes." Right. right. And I'm not saying you I have to get thought rid- of that. Yeah, and I'll I'm not saying you have to get rid of, of the protect and serve and all that. I mean, that stuff's fine. But I think don't do crimes needs to be somewhere. Hmm. On, on, on the vehicle. You guys are giving me something to think about. All right, all right. We're doing our part to save society. And to you guys make, are in the wrong business, man. Yeah, yeah. And to make Asheville <laughs> a better place for all of us, uh, as do the folks over at the Asheville Police Department. Thank yes, you they do. For joining us, uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach, we will be seeing you more often throughout the season. It's great I to look have forward you to it every week, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. And, uh, yeah, we got the picks coming up next. The Jeremy, underdogs Jeremy, are here. Jeremy picked out seven underdogs somehow in this week's slate of games, and he is going to give them to you coming up next right here on E. ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Coffee, the clothes is on. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. I told you in the first segment I was going to give you dogs. I had to deep dive, but I found six for this segment. A couple of them that I think actually went out right. There's been an overcorrection. The first one, the Ball State Cardinals are a 22 and a half point dog at Penn State. 
Ball State's actually pretty good. They return a ton. They score a lot of points. Sean Clifford doesn't. They beat Wisconsin in a defensive struggle. Mm-hmm. Ball State's going to keep this game close. I I actually have this. I had it at 17. It's a big miss in the number. Give me Ball State plus 22 and a half. Cal is an 11 and a half point dog at TCU. That defense is good. I told you last week, Nevada has probably the best quarterback they'll see all year. People are overreacting because they couldn't score. The defense is good. Give me the Cal Bears plus 11 and a half. Colorado is a 17-point dog at home against Texas A&M. They return a ton. Texas A&M's not that good. They're very talented, but they have a problem at quarterback. We saw the entire gamut last week from Texas A&M. They're going to struggle. I think they win by two touchdowns. Colorado's not going to threaten to win this game, but Colorado will cover. Now we get to the, these are the meaty ones. These are the my favorite underdog, 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 underdog. Speed of lightning, roar of thunder. I got three, and I think they all win outright. First one, Missouri's a five-point dog at Kentucky. Missouri's better than Kentucky. I understand it's on the road. Kentucky can't score points. Anytime I'm getting points like this from a team that's equivalently good to Kentucky, I'm going to take it. Give me the Tigers plus the five. Washington State is a a seven-and-a-half-point dog in the big house against Michigan. They're going to beat them. They overlooked Montana last week, and the world is overreacting. Washington's better. Everybody, oh, did Michigan find their quarterback? No, they played a terrible team and scored points. Who cares? Washington's the better team. And finally, the App State Mountaineers are a nine and a half point dog at Miami. They're the better team. They're going to win this game outright. There will be a hangover for last week against Alabama. Derek King didn't look particularly good. App State did. They're disciplined. They're balanced. They run the ball. If Miami stacks the box, they'll throw it with Chase Bryce. If they drop in coverage, they'll kill you running the ball. App State's the better team. I'm getting nine and a half points, and Miami is still overrated. I'm taking the App State Mountaineers in the money line. Go and do likewise, Jens. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy. Wow, App State to upset Miami. Completely knocked them out of the top 25, and they will never see the light of day again. Frankly, I don't think Miami's that good. They looked insanely undisciplined to me. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's against Alabama. I get it. That's the most talented team you're ever going to see. It's the most talented team in college football. I understand it. When you beat yourself, teams that are as balanced as App State will take advantage of it. That number moved a lot. It started, I think, at six, and it's been bet up. You know who it's been bet up by? Miami fans that want to believe they're this much better than App State. Right. They're not. Quarterback, it's close. Derek King's electric, and he's a great runner and all those things. App State's as disciplined as any team in the country. Mm-hmm. Wow. Appalachian State to pull the upset. I would, I would love to see it. Um, I think there's a hangover. I think definitely you plus can't the number. play a team like that. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's the pick I gave. I think that game's going to be really fun. It's going to be at night. And I'll tell you this. this is another. Everybody talks about home crowds. Miami's demoralized. Mm-hmm. Based on, they actually, their fans actually thought they were going to go into Atlanta last week and hang with Alabama. They didn't. And it was abundantly obvious from early on. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that home field advantage is going to be as daunting as people think it will be. All right, now this morning we teased in the sportsocracy that you were going to have a 10-way parlay 
for us on this program. Are you ready to give us your parlay of the week? Yes, I am. All right. My parlay card, 10 ways. I'm taking Illinois plus 10.5 against Virginia. Ohio State minus the 14.5. East Carolina plus 2. Pittsburgh minus 3. Rutgers minus 2. Iowa State minus 4. App State plus 9.5. NC State minus 2.5. Liberty minus 4.5. Texas minus 7. Wow. That is a... Tenway parlay. <laughs> and of course, you're going to get great odds on a tenway parlay. And I would tell you the number, but it depends on the book. Because a lot of them, if you, I mean, you can go, if you want to get really aggressive, you can start throwing some money lines in there. Right. I don't know that I would do that, but <laughs> I'll take the dogs. All right. One of my favorites, and I didn't give this pick out. Illinois is a team that I've been really, really right on. Mm-hmm. Brandon Peters should be back this week. Virginia's not, I don't know why people think Virginia's as good as they think they are. They're mm-hmm. not. All right. I like Illinois. There's your 10 way. And if you want to, you know, you can uh, take a trip over to betus.com. Bet Us is a new uh, sponsor of us here in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green and the Sportsocracy. And use our promo code Sportsocracy at Bet Us when you create an account and make your deposit, and they will give you a deposit bonus of 125% of your deposit. You deposit 100 bucks, you got $225 to play with. If you go to the sportsocracy.com, there's a link right there. You don't have to do anything else. Just click the button. Yep. Put in your email address and your things and away you go. And they will give you that bonus up to $2500. So, I mean, I know not everybody's got that kind of money laying around, but if you do, that's a whole lot of free money that you can get on betus.com. Full weekend of football. We'll have more coverage of the NFL coming up in the Sportsocracy. Check us out at thesportsocracy.com. Have a great weekend.